Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am delighted you have tuned in and are joining me for this conversation today. Listen, I still have this crazy cough. So if you have been listening to the podcast since August, I think it was the end of August that it started for me. You have heard me talk about this like crazy cough that I have. So it is still here after chest x-rays and numerous things. It's just not yet going away. So we're going to roll with it and hope and pray it does not pop up here during our conversation today. Um, What do I want to tell you? I want to tell you that if you have not joined me for Marriage Coach Mondays, you have to join me. Like you absolutely have to. Today's call was amazing. And I just want to shout out the caller who is also a podcast listener who shared with me how valuable she finds this podcast. And I'm just delighted to hear that. So thank you for sharing that with me. And if you haven't, please leave a review. This is for everyone. It's so funny because I listen to tons and tons of podcasts and, you know, the hosts are always like, leave a five-star review. It helps the podcast get heard. And I realize I haven't made that request. So if you love this podcast, why don't you leave a review? That review is so helpful. I don't know about you, but I for sure think about it when I'm on Amazon, right? Like you look at all the things and like there's like seven people that sell the same pair of pants or whatever you're looking to buy. And I always go with like the one with the most positive reviews, right? Because other people's opinions of what's good, what's not so good really help. It helps you make a decision. Is this something I want to use my money towards? Or in the case of a podcast, is this something that I want to invest my time in listening to? So if you listen to this podcast and you love it, and you want to just share your experience with others who might be scrolling through, please do so. And while I'm thinking about the podcast, I should probably also mention We have, I want to say the last time I checked, it was like 105,000 downloads, which is amazing. It's just 
absolutely amazing that over 105,000 of you have listened to this podcast, right? Now, it's duplicates, right? Because of course, once you listen to the podcast, you are hooked and you listen to it multiple times. But people have turned to this podcast over 100,000 times. And that kind of blows my mind. I'm so honored to be in your ear, to be a voice in your life and in your marriage. And I take I take it pretty seriously. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And leaving a review will definitely help more people find it. And I can be in other people's ears as well. All right, let's dive in. So our podcast episode today is about having your own back. And I remember first learning this concept. It was actually first introduced to me by a business coach. And it sounded fine and good. It was just like, oh yeah, have your own back, of course. And I have to say, it's one of those things that can happen sometimes where a seed is planted and you hear it and you understand it on one level and then you live your life and you come to understand it on massively different, deeper, more profound levels. And that has really been the case for me with this concept of having your own back, right? Like we hear often have positive self-talk, don't let your inner critic like run your life and speak kindly to yourself. But I found that this goes so far beyond that. And especially when I think about it within the context of marriage, just how profound and how helpful and how grounding deciding to have your own back no matter what can be for you. And I remember just like having my own draw the line in the sand kind of moment where I had maybe made a choice that I was second guessing or I wasn't feeling great about a decision. And I remember like part of myself having another, having a conversation with another part of myself, just being like, no, we're totally done with this conversation. Like we're done beating ourselves up. We're done second guessing. We're done like not communicating anything but love and respect and honor and admiration and praise to ourselves like just be done with it and literally like ever since that moment that I had my own draw the line in the sand for myself I have really held to that commitment and don't get me wrong am I perfect 100 out of 100 times no but what I do find is that when I notice myself veering off that voice is still there. Like, no, remember, we're not doing this anymore. Like we decided we always have our own back. And so I hope that this episode can be that for you, can be that voice reminding you, one, just how awesome you are, how amazing you are, how human you are, and to just love it all. Just love it all and just intentionally decide to have your own back. So as I thought about this episode, especially as it relates to marriage, there are five circumstances, situations, 
phases, seasons, instances where I have really found in coaching my clients and in coaching myself where having your back, having your own back is so, so, so important and also helps you produce other results, other outcomes, other experiences in your marriage that you want. So the first instance where I believe it's so important to have your own back is when you're experiencing negative emotions. So when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling lonely, when you're feeling grief, when you're feeling disappointed or discouraged or rejected or unseen or unheard or misunderstood. Those moments when your emotions are tender and raw and vulnerable and just like you're in a soft space where like the wrong thing at the wrong time could really send you spiraling. I think that is a beautiful, amazing and wonderful time to consciously choose to have your own back. And when I say have your own back, it really just means being a friend to yourself being a mentor, being a guide, being a cheerleader, being a supporter, being an advocate for yourself, right? It's sort of like if you find yourself having a negative conversation in your own head about yourself, it's like you come in, this other part of you, the part of you that has your own back, and you tell that other part, like, no, you don't get to talk to this amazing, wonderful person that way. Like, We're just not available for this kind of conversation or this kind of interaction. And so when it comes to navigating these emotions, right, you want to be a friend to yourself. And this came up today, especially I host on Mondays, Marriage Coach Monday. If you haven't already joined, definitely join. That's a side note almost like a commercial break. Like these calls are so, so good. And today in the middle of the call, someone had a situation happen where a lot of emotions came up for her and we just wrote them down. I asked her, I was like, what are all the emotions you're feeling? And then I invited her to decide how she wants to be a friend to herself experiencing those emotions. And I think we all know what it's like to be a really good friend. So you can imagine like whatever emotions you might be feeling to write them down and to think about if my best friend in the world, the person I cared about more than anything else, the person that I wanted to protect and to help and to support more than anything, if they were feeling these lifts of emotions, what would I say to them? How would I comfort them? How would I be there for them? That's what it looks like to have your own back and to be your own friend in hard emotions. And what I find is that when you're willing to take care of yourself in your own tender, vulnerable, raw emotions, it keeps you from trying to make sure your spouse does that for you, right? And so especially as I think about this call today, there's so many times when 
we really want our spouse to respond to us in a certain way because we think it's going to make us feel better. And when they don't, when they don't have the capacity or they're unwilling to for whatever reason, and we don't know how to have our own back, we're left like dangling on a string about to like crash, right? It's a very fragile place when you're looking for this other person in your life to take care of your emotions because you haven't learned how to do it for yourself. And so having your own back includes emotional self-care, which I have a podcast episode on. If you just scroll back, um, there is one on emotional self-care. There's one in self-soothing. There's so many that I've done on this topic of how to take care of yourself when you're really emotionally vulnerable. So I think that's a really important time to consciously decide to have your own back, to not shame yourself, to not, you know, say that something's wrong with you because you're feeling what you're feeling. You're human. You're not a robot. And so as a coach, I really will stand on my soapbox to say all emotions are welcome. None of them have to go away. None of them have to make you feel bad about yourself or make you feel weak. Like you are a human. God gave you the full range of emotions because they were meant to be felt, not dismissed, denied, disassociated from, but embraced and processed and leaned into so that you can get whatever healing or breakthrough or transformation is on the other side. So that is situation number one, where I think it's super important to have your own back. The second one is being able to have your own back and trust your own decisions and your own opinions, even when your spouse doesn't agree, right? So a lot of times we'll use our spouse's agreement with something we've done or said or our thinking as a way to validate it, right? It's like, oh, well, if they agree too, then it must be okay. And if that's the model you've been operating under, then you have to think about, well, what do I do when they don't agree? Do I then tell myself that I'm wrong? Do I then shame myself? Do I then deny and invalidate my own thoughts and decisions and beliefs? I would say the answer is no. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to dig your heels in and be this person who who just can't take feedback or isn't willing to look at themselves or isn't self-aware, right? It's not from that place. But I hear personally so many times, excuse me here with this coughing, goodness gracious. (laughs) I'm going to leave this all in because I wanted to feel like we're actually having a real conversation because in fact, we are. But I hear so often so many women tell me how they really think something, but then when they bring it to their partners, it's diminished or they poke holes in it. And then they enter into this spiral of self-doubt and of feeling like, well, maybe I don't know what I want, or maybe I am asking for too much, or maybe I do look at this in the wrong way. Now that may be happening, right? Like, but you still can have your own back, trusting yourself, knowing yourself, understanding yourself, validating yourself, 
in the face of your spouse having a different opinion. And I think that's really important because there can be times where like when you are with someone and they're opinionated and they're like, you know, sharing their perspective, it can cloud your own judgment and take you away from what may be actually true for you. So I'm a big fan of knowing your values, of knowing yourself, so that even if you and your spouse don't actually agree on something, you can still stand true to what you know is true for you. And when you can do this, right, you can hold space for knowing that what you believe or that what you want to do is the right move for you. You can also allow for your spouse to have their own opinion, perspective, and thought without needing to convince them. It's like, oh, there's room for both of our perspectives here. We don't have to get into a convincing match with each other. I don't have to argue with you about this. I can just know and feel confident and have my own back enough to know that like, no, this really is true for me or no, this really does matter to me or no, this is really important to me. And it's okay that it's not important to you. It's okay that it doesn't matter to you the same way that it does for me. I'm still good with myself. So that's the second situation. The third situation where I think it's so important to have your own back is when you are uncertain of an outcome. And this is hard, right? Like our brains thrive on trying to create certainty and safety and predictability. We don't like living in this unknown gray area where like we don't really know what the next step in front of us is. But I think that your ability to be in an uncertain circumstance or situation and build your own trust of yourself that you will figure it out, that ultimately things will be okay, that all things are in fact working for your good, even when it feels very cloudy and hazy and the ground from under you feels very wobbly, when you can exist in a season, a moment, a conversation of uncertainty and almost like lean on yourself, lean on your own ability to trust yourself, to figure things out, to find a way to make the choice that's going to be the best choice for you. When you really trust and know within yourself that you can do that, then tolerating and experiencing and navigating uncertainty is so much easier. And again, I'm thinking about the caller, right, from today's Marriage Coach Monday, where she didn't know, right? There was this like thing that happened and then it was like this box of uncertainty just opened up right in front of her. And one of the anchoring thoughts that we uncovered and that I guided her to was knowing that she will figure it out no matter what. And I want to invite you to do the same, that no matter what you can't see in front of you or what feels like you should have a better answer than maybe the one you do, you're going to figure it out. You are going to figure it out. You figured out other things in the past and you can figure this out too. 
And for those of you who are believers, it's like you can figure this out and God is going to guide you in the process, right? Like you're not alone in this. And I think that's really important to know and to know like you're not alone in this spiritually, but you're also not alone in this because you will not abandon yourself in a state of uncertainty. Like you're going to ride it out with yourself till the end. And I think that's such a beautiful thing to just latch on to for yourself. The fourth situation where I think it's really important to have your own back is when you feel unseen and invalidated or rejected and neglected in some way, right? And that happens in marriage. And I don't think it gets talked about enough just how you can feel so unseen and so invalidated and so rejected and so abandoned in a marriage where literally, legally, spiritually, uh, contractually, you are like bound to each other. But we all have our, our things, right? We all have our emotional temperaments and there can be times when you know, your partner doesn't receive you in the way that you want, or they're not as enthusiastic about spending time together, or they're not taking the initiative to spend time together. And you can really feel like, oh my gosh, am I even here? Do you even want to spend time with me? Do you even really care about me? Do you, do I even add value to your life? Right? You can have those questions. And I think when they pop up, being able to know and to have an agreement with yourself that I have my own back. I see me. I validate me. I accept myself. I stick it out with myself. I want you to just think about that. Like what if that was the conversation you were always having in your own head about yourself? Like I stick it out with myself. I see myself. I give myself the time that I want and deserve and enjoy. So much will change when you can rise up and just take responsibility for being there for yourself, especially in the times when it feels like your spouse is not. And what that does is, again, it gets you out of this sort of graspy, needy energy and it puts you on the throne, really, right? Like so much of What I am coming to understand at a deep, deep level is that in marriage, so much of the conflict and the issues and the insecurities and the things that pop up for people is just because they don't realize how magnificent and how wonderful and how worthy they are of a love that lights them up inside. And so when you can really sit with yourself and know like, I deserve this. I'm so worthy of having a healthy, happy, successful marriage. When you know that and there's like not a shadow of a doubt that you shouldn't have that, it's almost like you sit up straighter, right? It's like, oh, well, this is for me. And you get clearer on what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what are your boundaries, What are the things that are okay with you? And I think the more that you are just so grounded like an oak tree in your worthiness, in your love ability, right? Like 
your deservingness of love, then you're not chasing anyone, right? You are available for connection. You are pursuing connection, but you're the queen, you're the king. And there is a certain level of like regalness and honor that comes with that. And being able to validate yourself and see yourself and accept yourself is part of that. So I want to invite you to do that as well. And then the fifth situation where I find it's really helpful and important to have your own back is when you've made a choice that you don't actually love, which is also a really, really hard time to have your own back. So that can look like, you know, getting upset about something and overreacting. That can look like sending an angry text message or sending an angry email or having an argument or starting an argument or, you know, there's so many different ways, big and small, that we can make decisions in our interactions with our spouse that looking back on it, we kind of regret or we kind of feel guilty about or we're kind of like, I don't really know if that was the right thing to do or not. And again, having your own back in this instance is not excusing poor choices, unhealthy choices. It's not excusing and giving you a pass for showing up and being your best self, but it is saying, okay, we don't like that choice we just made. What are we going to do differently next time? What was going on? Like what made you say that or do that or, you know, come to that conclusion and how can we just do better next time? That's very different than sitting in the regret, sitting in the shame, sitting in the guilt, beating yourself up, berating yourself, shaming yourself, blaming yourself. That feels awful. But being able to look at yourself honestly and say, hey, I don't love that decision. And this is what I learned. And this is what I'm going to do differently. And this is how I'm going to move forward in a positive direction. That feels empowering. That feels like you are taking the steps and moving along to create what you want in your life. So that's it. That represents the five instances or situations where I think having your own back is so, so important. Being a friend to yourself when you're having really hard emotions trusting your decisions and your opinions, even when your spouse disagrees, having your own back when you are uncertain of an outcome by building that inner trust, when you feel unseen or invalidated or rejected or abandoned, and when you've made a choice you don't necessarily love. So that is this podcast episode. I hope that it has been valuable for you. I hope that you can see opportunities for you to step up for yourself, to step up as a friend for yourself, to step up in love and encouragement for yourself, to have greater compassion and understanding and empathy for yourself. There is no greater gift for you. There is no greater gift for your relationships 
than for you to have an incredible relationship with yourself. And I truly believe that having your own back is a foundational piece of that. So if you would like support having your own back, if you would like support and being your own best friend, I encourage you to consider private coaching. We can do this, you and I, as an individual, right? Like you can come and work with me directly as an individual woman, or we can work together as a couple where you and your partner come, we all work together. You have your work, they have their work, and we bring you together to be on this journey, improving yourselves, improving your marriage together. Both are amazing, if I say so myself. And I would love the opportunity to talk with you more about private coaching. So your next step, if you are looking for a professional, if you want to have a better relationship with yourself, if you want to have a better relationship with your spouse, I want to invite you to visit my website, drshavon.com. There is a link there that says work with me. You will click that. You will schedule a complimentary one hour call with me. Just you and me or just you and me and your spouse. Um, really talking through what's been going on, what you'd like to see be differently, different, done differently and how I can support you. I will lay out step-by-step, process-by-process exactly the work that we will be doing and you will walk away with an incredibly clear, clear picture of how to move yourself from where you are now to where you want to be. So again, visit my website, drshavon.com, click the button, work with me, book a call, and I will meet you there. In the meantime, have a wonderful week and I will be back with you on the podcast next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even